We're gonna talk about the ABCs of it, right up to the XYZs of it, the hardships and sometimes the E's of it. Dot the I's and cross the T's of it. Welcome to Alphabet My Life with me, John Courtney, and my wife, Emma. Hello and welcome to episode seven of Alphabet My Life. I'm John. I'm Emma. And this is letter G. Seven weeks we've been doing this. Did you say letter G? Letter G. Letter G. Letter G. Letter G. Letter G. It's quite good for me, that, wasn't it? It was in tune. Yeah, it's not bad for you at all. Um, so I, it's a bit of a bit of a cheat, really, because obviously this is going out on April Fool's Day, and I wanted to do one about April Fool's. So we're doing great April Fools. I've got a couple. My dad used to do them on me all the time, and I got I, him back. Sorry, can I just say that our son is doing his theory test today? He is on April Fools. You bought him that. Yeah, well, on April Fools Day. It's not a superstitious thing, is it? April Fools. It doesn't. It's not like Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just a day when you can, if you can, be creative and play a prank on someone, then you're allowed to. But not after midday. Did you know that? I knew that. Yeah. If you do it after midday, yeah. you're the fool. That was very important growing up. I think it still is. I think we took all morning to try and decide what we were going to do to our siblings, and it got to twelve o'clock. We're like, oh, it's too late now, anyway. Did you used to get your brothers and sisters each year? Uh, yeah, only little bits and pieces. You know, we'd like just do stupid things, like through throw something at them and go April Fools. You know, just stupid things like. All that. right. But one of them growing up, this this affected four of us. These five of us, but the four of us that were at the correct age that were all riding bikes and I think it, I can't remember whether it was my mum or my dad or both I think it was my mum and she said to us in the morning <clears throat> that she'd heard on the radio and on the, the news that it was really important that if you rode a bike you had to get a, a, a license to ride a bike <laughs> Um, and you had to take your bike down to the nearest news agents <laughs> um, and ask them for this bike license so we were like, oh, right. So we all got on our bikes, all four of us. And um, off we went. We went to the first news agents. Hi, um, we've come for a bike license. <laughs> N- what? A bike license? No, there's no such thing as a license to ride a bike. Oh, we went to the next one. Yeah, we've come for a bike license. Why, well, you didn't give up? No, well, we went to two. Oh. And eventually we just, we, we went home and yeah, my mum said, April Fool's. Wow. Did yeah. you do it? Was that the only time she did it really? Were you, were you That's like That's the only one I can remember. I'm How old were you? Oh, uh, probably 10. Oh, okay. Nine, 10. Yeah, my dad got me when I was, I was, I think I was about, well, probably younger than I was probably about nine or 10. I was having horse riding lessons at the time because my, my mum used to ride. My mum used to have a horse when she was a kid. Um, and I loved horses. So they decided to get me horse riding lessons. And I, I absolutely loved it. Fell in love with horse riding, and always had this sort of romantic notion that I would be a, 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 a knight on a steed. You know, of course, it was always um, horse. Horses became more exciting to me than, than cars as a kid. You know, the thought of of galloping on a horse was more exciting than riding in a fast car sort of thing. And uh, I remember our, our next door neighbour, the t- or next door but one neighbour, was Lucy Furman. Um, I'll have to tag her when we put this podcast out so she hears this story because I don't actually know if she knows this one actually but I had a bit of a crush on Lucy when I was a kid um, we moved into this house when I was about seven and we were there till I was I guess about ten um, and Lucy and her sister Nicola and me we were sort of best friends but I did have a bit of a crush on Lucy so and my mum and dad knew this and I came to, I, can't believe dad, I can't believe I fell for it so they, they knew about this idea that I had of you know riding a horse and being sort of romantic and stuff even at 10 years old. So my, um, I came downstairs and my dad said, um, oh, there's a, a horse. We lived on a village green. At the end of the village green, there was like a little forest. 
And my dad said, um, oh, a horse just went past the house, like without a rider, but with a saddle on. Like it's the rider's been thrown off and the horse has, has bolted. So I said, which direction did it go? And my dad said, towards the forest in front of the house. So I I didn't, I think I might even still have my pyjamas on. I chucked a coat on and shoes and I ran out the house, determined that I was going to find this obviously tr tame horse because it had a saddle on it. And I would ride it back majestically and i would even maybe lucy would see me riding this horse across the village green oh my god i can still picture it now i was so excited and they let me go and look for this it must have been two or three hours that i was in this forest <laughs> i was back in the days when your kids could just play outside until whenever till the street lights went on um and i went to the, and i was walking around this forest and it was quite it was a proper forest it was you know it was a it was quite a thick forest there was like old um gun battlements from world war Two that we used to go in there make bases out of in this forest and i must have been walking around this forest for three hours trying to find this horse like here boy making these noises walking around the forest and after three hours really fed up because i wasn't gonna be able to ride it back having found it i got home absolutely knackered and I walked in the house and I said, I can't find the blooming horse. And my dad barely looked up from his paper and he just said, oh, must be April the 1st. The, I, no, it wasn't the following year because we'd moved house. So I guess I was a bit older. I was maybe 11 and I had a Rally Maverick mountain bike, one of the first mountain bikes. And I loved this bike. And I used to cycle, funnily enough, to go and visit Lucy because we'd moved out of the village that we lived in. And I used to cycle back to go and visit Lucy and her sister and go and hang out with them back at the village that we lived in. <laughs> so I cycle probably five or six miles there, five or six miles back every weekend. And uh, sometimes I forget to put the bike in the shed and lock the shed. I'd leave it in the back garden. And dad came and woke me up one morning and he said, did you put your bike in the shed when you got back yesterday? I said, oh, actually, no, I did. Yes, I did. I put it in the shed. He said, oh, dear, because the shed door is hanging open and the padlock's gone. And your bike's not in there. Oh, your dad was so mean to oh, you. Oh, I got him back. You wait for it. You wait. So I, w I ran out and sure enough, the, the, the padlock was gone. The door was hanging open and my bike was gone. And I was and I came in and I was devastated. And dad must have let it go on for quite a while until he said, oh, it must be in the front garden, April Fool's. And I went and found oh. it. Um, so, yeah, that, that happened probably maybe consecutive years. I can't remember. It was around that sort of time. So... Yeah, I got him back and I got him back. So and to this day, this scares me a bit what he actually did. Dad loved a glass of port and uh, for his, his birthday was the 30th of March. So for his birthday, he'd got this really nice cut crystal port glass. That I think my sister had bought him. Christine had, had bought it for him. Um, and uh, he, he came in, he came in a box with a velvet like cloth inside the box. It's, it's really posh. And he put it on the shelf in the kitchen and he, he loved this port glass. So... Two days later, April the 1st, um, I get an old... This is with the help of my mum. And my sister was visiting as well. I remember this. My sister was there for dad's birthday. So I got an old glass that mum gave me. And we put it in a tea towel and we smashed it up. And I took his port glass out of this box and very carefully put it in the airing cupboard. Hid it in the airing cupboard on a shelf. And I tipped all the broken glass into the top of the velvet inside this box and put the lid back on the box. Now, at the time, I was doing magic. I was obsessed with performing magic. So I was always trying to find silk handkerchiefs to use for magic tricks and stuff. I'd go and buy them or use mum's scarves and stuff. So dad was cleaning his... I remember this, clear as day. Dad was cleaning his car. He had an MGBGT, a blue MGBGT sports car. And it was BGT? MGBGT, it was called, yeah. A BGT? A B, an MGBGT. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
bit weird. Long, long before that. I don't know what it stood for. Um, so he's cleaning the car and mum and Christine are watching through the kitchen window and they can see dad. And I walk out with this box that had, used to have his port glass in it. And I said, I, I remember the tone of voice I used because I used to whine if dad used to say no to something. So I said, dad, can I have the cloth out of this box to use for a magic trick, please? And he looked up from the car and he saw me holding the port box and he said, no, put it back like really sternly and i did my thing that i knew i did like i went oh like you know kevin the teenager no yeah not fair and i turned around and i did a really good theatrical trip and i dropped the box (laughs) and the smashed glass went all over the went all over the ground and i went oh crap and i ran inside the house and mum told me and she still tells me this day this is what happened i ran immediately to the airing cupboard which is in mum and dad's bedroom to get his port glass so i could show him he ran after me, ran into the kitchen, opened the cutlery drawer, took out a knife. Jesus. And followed me. <laughs> and by the time he got to me in the bedroom, I was holding his port glass and I said, April Fools. And it took him ages. He was mad. I mean, he didn't see the funny side of it for a long time. And then I, I was like, what the hell were you going to do? You grabbed a knife. And he was really cross for ages. I said, well, that gets you back for the horse and the bike, at least. He was he was proper mad, yeah. So that was that was that that was the two April Fools that I remember. But he used to go to quite a lot of trouble, obviously, to try and get me with April Fools. So come on, you've got a bit of paper there. I've got a bit of paper because you know I thought it'd be interesting because I don't know where April Fools comes from. Why do we why do we do it? And you looked it up as well, didn't you? Yeah, I got confused because there's so many different reasons. Yeah. Well, the the truth is nobody knows. It's one of those oh, things right, that okay. nobody actually knows where it comes from. But there's loads of theories. The earliest. Which reference. one are we going with then? Well, I'm going to give you three options. Okay. Um, the Let's earl- pick the best. The earliest one is 1392. Wow. Do you know who Geoffrey Chaucer is? No. Okay. Geoffrey Chaucer wrote a book called Canterbury Tales um, in, in Old English, and it's really hard to read. We did it at school. Anyway, it's a very famous book. Um, and in that, he references um, something about uh, April Fool's. Uh, he mentions something 32 days after March begins or something like that. Something goes wrong. I don't know what the actual quote is. I haven't written it down. But anyway, they think that that's the first reference to something being foolish on April the 1st. Um, now, in the Middle Ages, this was really cool. In the Middle Ages, New Year's Day was celebrated by some people on the 25th of March. And I couldn't see why. I don't know. Oh, I know why. Oh, come on. Because at the beginning of the year used to be um, March, didn't it? Did it? Until yeah. Julius Caesar changed it. Yeah, and he changed it to the first of April. And yeah, he changed. Yeah, this is what I just read, oh. and that's that was one of the reasons why we did April Fools because the people that forgot that it had been changed and and carried on as normal, like you're a fool. You're a fool, which was the end of the holidays. Yeah, yeah. It was a, so the the end of the ho- the end of the New Year's holidays was April the first. Yeah. And when they changed it to January, they they played a joke on the people that were celebrating. Yeah, the, still the old celebrated day, yeah. it. Yeah. So I quite I quite like that one, Middle Ages. Um, and then some people think it was biblical. I mean, you know, you can imagine what people think. Oh, it was biblical. probably the um, the religious people. Probably the religious. Yeah. That make, would make sense. Yeah. Um, it's a really faint reference. Um, apparently, it was the first of April when Noah, because obviously Noah and the Ark is a is a true story. Um, when when Noah set the dove free to see if the water had receded, yeah, and it hadn't. The mm. first time he set the dove free was the first of April, 
So the theory is we send people on fool's errands, like he sent the dove on a fool's errand. Right. It's it, somebody religious has gone. Oh, let, let's, try and tie, let's try and tie yeah, it into yeah, religion course, yeah. somehow. Yeah. Um, so I, I quite like the Middle Ages thing. I, I like the fact that they changed New Year's Day and stuff. Um, there was a tradition in Scotland and Ireland. I don't know if it's still going on. We're talking a long time ago. I can't remember what it was in Gaelic, but I should have written that 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 down as well. But it was quite a cool thing where you you gave a letter to somebody, you asked them to take it to somebody that yeah. delivered this letter. And when the letter got delivered, that person would open it and the letter would say, "Send the fool on a further errand, make him make him run." And that that person would say, "Oh no no, you need to take this to so and so, not yeah, for me." You. And they'd see how long they could send this guy yeah. on the on the fool's errand. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I hope they still do that. That's kind of fun. So then, <laughs> I, I like the Oreo. You know the Oreo April Fool's Day when the Oreo biscuits is is quite a common one when people get a packet of Oreos and they take the first few out and they scrape out the cream and they put toothpaste in white toothpaste. Oh in, yeah, yeah. And Alfie put, was a fan of that at one point. Yeah, he actually put, played that trick on you and you fell for it. I do not remember that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he put toothpaste in an Oreo and you bit into it. I I I don't think that's true. Otherwise, I'd remember that. My favourite one was when we you thought the dog had pooed on the bed. <laughs> It was a fake poo, and it was clearly a fake plastic poo. Yeah, but I didn't know you'd bought one. It's it not the so kind of funny. it's the kind of thing so you know you have in the house. And just I just changed the bed in. It was all fresh bedding, and and <laughs> our little dog. We only had one dog at the time, and he sat there and minding his own business. He had pooed in the house a few times. Yeah, we had poo- pooed in the house a few times because he was quite new. And um, I just put this fake poo on the bed. I thought, it's not going to fall for this, but it'd be quite funny. John, bloody dog's pooed on the bed. So you come running in, go, oh, really? Oh, bloody dog sat there like, what the fuck have I done? You're yelling. So you go go straight into the toilet, grab some tissue, come in, and you pick this plastic poo up really carefully off the bed. You don't even realise until I say April Fools, it's bloody fake. No, I think you picked it up. No, you picked it up. I went to I went to get toilet paper. In the meantime, you picked it up in your hand, and I came back in and freaked out. Oh right, yeah, got you. You picked it up in your fingers, and so I was like, funny. "What are you doing?" That's <laughs> that disgusting. little plastic poo in the middle of the bed. Yeah, I used to buy them all the time when I was a kid, and I can't believe I actually fell for that. I had this thing. There was a there was a comic book when I was a kid, and it had uh, the back page was a joke. You could buy jokes from a joke shop. You could mm. send off by mail order. And I thought it'd be a good idea at my boarding school to uh, ask everybody if they want to order anything from this from this joke shop and do a big mass order of all this stuff. And so I did. I took everybody's orders and they all gave me their pocket money, wherever they gave me, and I sent off. And it got delivered and it was a huge box because loads of kids had ordered stuff. And uh, I felt really important giving out all these all these things that people had ordered. I mean, there was, back in those days, you could get like stink bombs and itching powder. I don't think you can buy all that stuff now. It's all gone health and safety. Know. Yeah, and... There, was, there used to be a brilliant joke shop just in our local town um, in Ashton. And yeah, we used to get stink bombs and, and all sorts in there. Yeah, an itching powder. Yeah. And it was really horrible stuff. It was yeah. really nasty it's stuff. Probably, probably asbestos. Yeah, <laughs> probably probably, probably was. powered asbestos. It really made you itch. And we, I had always had fake dog poo. Fake dog poo and fake puke. I know fake puke yeah, was the a thing, puke, the puddle of fake yeah. puke. There's a great April Fool's that I'd, you know, I'd love to do it tomorrow. If we could, it's a bit short notice, but it's something I've always wanted to do. My mate did it. And I don't believe he actually did it because I didn't think I'd have the balls to do it. But I think if it was April Fool's. So the, the idea is you, you find a, a busy bus stop that you know is busy at a certain time and you get there when it's not busy. Um, and you, you have a vegetable soup, a, a tin of vegetable soup. 
Um, which amazingly, if you drop oh, it, oh no, and you're going to dip your finger in it. Yeah, no, worse than that. If you drop it from a height onto a pavement, it really looks like puke. Um, so you drop it some on the pavement, and it looks like somebody's throwing up. And you watch people gathering at the bus stop, and everybody's obviously sidestepping this puke because that's obviously that's what it is. It's disgusting. And then you wonder, well, over... I mean, even if they knew it was soup, you don't want to be standing in it. No, but if it's puke, it's even worse than it. And then you walk over when there's a good audience and you, you join the queue somewhere near where the puke is and you start sort of showing an interest in it and you start getting people looking. It's like, oh, oh, disgusting. Oh, can you believe? And you start, you know, involving people and chatting to them. And then when you've got everyone's attention, you reach into your pocket and you take out a fork <laughs> and you kneel down on the pavement and you get a bit on the... You went, wonder what they've eaten? And you just take a, <laughs> take a mouthful. Oh, it's just turned my stomach. I know. Imagine seeing somebody do it when you think it was puke. I mean, my, I think it was Hazel, and I think she played this on her brother Neil. I can't remember; might be wrong, but the old marathon bar marks the Snickers now. And if you put that, soak it in water for a bit. Yeah, or in beer. My dad used to do this in the navy, uh, and it looks like poo. Yeah, because you've got the little bits of nuts sticking out yeah. of it. Yeah, my, my, she did that on on her brother. I'm sure it was Hazel and Neil. My my dad told me about doing that in the navy. I'd, I'd forgotten about this until he just mentioned it. He he was in a bar somewhere, and it was a you know a marathon. What, about drink then. the pint with the poo in it. Yeah, he'd say, "How much would you give me?" So I'm going to go in that toilet and I'm going to shit into oh. my beer. How much would you pay me? For? <laughs> and they'd go in, drop drop the Snickers bar in, and then bring it out. And it would just, you know, the beer and the bubbles and the beer would disguise uh. it. And then they take a sip. And I forgot. My dad also famously, you, I know you know this story, but my dad only had one testicle. When he was first joined the Navy, uh, he had an accident in a hammock that he he twisted in the hammock. And his one of his balls twisted in I the hammock. that pain. I know. And he had to have it removed. So I was only made with, with one bollock, which, you know. You, you always that accuse me of a lot. not being all there. That could be it. Um, so dad only had one testicle. Um, his mate, unbeknownst to dad, had three. I know this is really weird. So this, his mate in the Navy had, had three bollocks and dad didn't know. And so they go ashore and his mate says, come on, we're going to go into this bar. He says, we're, we're going to play a, a trick on the bartender. And dad said, all right, what are we doing? The mates, and his mate said, just follow my lead. So they get into this bar and his mate says, the bartender says, uh, between me and my mate Brigham here, if we've got if we've got five bollocks, can we have a free pint, please? And my dad said, um, "Can I have a word?" His mate goes, "Leave it, leave it. It's fine, it's fine. Just follow my lead." If we've got five bollocks, can we have a free pint? Dad says, "No, I really need to speak to you." The guy goes, "It's fine." And then dad just leans over and says, "I hope you've got four, because I've only got one." <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. Uh, I don't think they got free beers. Um, oh, there was one that um, that happened when I was a blue coat, which was brilliant. It actually kicked off a bit, which, and I don't blame them. So I was blue coat in Blackpool for a couple of years. And it was back in the early 90s. And if, do you all remember the um, the Big Breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. So with the Chris Big Evans. Bre- with Chris Evans, yeah. You just love that show. We did an announcement on the 31st of March in the main theatre. Uh, and it was, we basically told everybody, a couple of thousands of people, that if you want to be and appear on the big breakfast, they're coming to film, um, but you've got to be at the main reception area uh, um, for half five <clears throat> the following morning. So that's 5.30am, um, meet there and um, you'll be on the big breakfast. You'll get to meet Chris Evans, the lobby there, the film crew and everything. So, of course, 5.30 comes and it's packed. There's so many people that have all gathered 
obviously there's nobody there. There's no lights on. There's nothing. There's just this couple of old security guards thinking what the hell's going on. All the blue coats and everybody obviously still in bed over the tannoy. They just it just said April Fools. Wow. And, and there was there were people kicking off. Yeah, I bet. Later on in the day when they got up at that early. Yeah. So funny though. <laughs> there's been some there was a good one on the on the cruise ships one year. Um I remember the balls that this this cruise director had and I can't actually remember who it was because I did so many ships over the years. But we were we were somewhere hot. I don't know if you were with me or not, but we were somewhere warm and it was packed on the deck. We all around the pool. Everybody sunbathed. Lots of people got there early to get their sunbeds and stuff. Yeah. The cruise director comes on the tannoy and he said, um, if you'd like to go to the starboard side of the ship, you can see some seals right now. On the starboard side of the ship, there are seals. And people are getting you know what a pain it is when you're lying sunbathing. I don't sunbathe, you know what it's like. You've just yeah, got you put you your cream on, you've just got yeah, cover yourself up, cover something and then bang your shoes. And we're talking like a thousand people on this deck, and everybody rushes over to the starboard side of the ship, and his timing was great. He waited till everybody got there, the ship had tilted slightly, and he said, Window seals. <laughs> oh my god. People went proper mad. He was April Fools. I thought it was hilarious because I wasn't sunbathing. I was just on my laptop on one of the on one of the tables. Did There's you been... go to look as well? No, of course I didn't. Yes, you did. I've seen seals, window seals and real seals. There's been some famous ones over the years. There was a, a, a classic in 1957. The BBC did uh, a fake, uh, well, part of their panorama series. So this is spaghetti tray. The spaghetti. Yeah. Um, I mean, the trouble they went to of filming farmers yeah. farming spaghetti. And they hung spaghetti on the trees, which is the one that everybody knows. Did you know... That in um, 2020 and 2021, most organisations... Don't tell me COVID was an April Fool. Uh -huh, yeah, right. We're still waiting for... There was a joke that that was going to be it. People said, April is Fool, somebody yeah. going to say April Fool's? Yeah. But a lot of people cancelled it. A lot of organisations, um, like Google every year, Google does a April Fool's, don't they, on their on their, yeah, on their sign, yeah. whatever. They all cancelled it because there was so much misinformation out there about the vaccine and about COVID and about everything. And lots of, most people decided that there wasn't anything in the papers, there wasn't anything on, on TV. Um, and Google didn't do anything in 2020 and 2021. Another casualty of COVID. April Fool's was a casualty yeah. of COVID. Ooh. But I also, on the same subject, Gmail, what we everybody uses nowadays, Gmail was launched on the 1st of April, 2004. Why would you launch it on that day? Well, I don't know, but a lot of people thought it was an April Fool's mm. because at the time, the technology wasn't widely known that, that Google was saying... Known? Known, 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 known. <laughs> Um, the, the technology wasn't widely available um, that <laughs> Google was saying was going to be possible on, on Gmail. So when it when it was launched, people went, yeah, yeah, whatever. April Fool's. And a lot of people thought it was an April Fool's. Hollywood. And it wasn't. Idiots. We're still using still using it today, you know. So. Oh, we did a little April Fool's on my Nana once, bless her. She was like the queen bee of the whole of the family. She just, I mean, her husband, my granddad, was, um, he was a painter and decorator. And he just decorated the whole of the hallway. I mean, my nana's house was the high ceilings and, you know, it must have took a, a long time to redecorate. And she was very proud of this new wallpaper. I remember going round there 
the but torn paper thing where you rip a bit of paper. Yeah, it's we'd such a good game. it on, um, I think it was, why don't you? I learned it on the same why thing. did you? I was doing it at friends' houses oh at the same time. Oh, my God. Where you tear so it out you, you of a piece of paper. You it's so good. You fold a bit of paper in half and then tear around it. A and triangle. when it opens up. Yeah, triangle. And then you curl one side of it. Yeah, curl one side. Lick it, stick lick it to the it, Stick it to the, yeah, stick it to the wall. Like, we were doing the same we trick. We were messing about and she was like, stay away, watch that wallpaper. Watch that wallpaper. I'm like, all right, Nana. Anyway, we decided to do this on her and she came up. And she, oh, I'm so sorry, Nana. And we're all stood in front of the wallpaper and we kind of parted two on each side. And she went, <gasps> and she started yelling for my granddad, Frank, Frank, come here. Look what they've done. So we showed her it was, a, it, it was you know, a joke and everything. Oh, it took us ages to try and calm her down. Like, so, we were polished. So sorry, Nana, for playing I the joke that. on you. I did that when I learned that. How weird is that? I, I, I love did it that. so Why many times. don't you? But it looks so good. It yeah, looks it really looks convincing. Brilliant. Yeah. We should explain it probably. So you get you get a piece of well, paper. Well, I thought Alfie had done it. I thought... Well, no, I he'd actually ripped the wallpaper. He'd actually ripped the paper. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, very funny. It was only about six at the five or six at the time. Oh, very funny. And I went, I'm like, you, you seriously have ripped the paper. Well, that's just Alfie. This it? is Alfie we're talking about. It, it, I'd have been more impressed if he'd have learned how to do the trick. So this podcast goes out in the morning. We, we've got time to, to do something on the kids. Like, can we, can, if you can think of something now, because we're recording this the day before. Like, is there a prank that we could play? Because it's Saturday, so, you know, we could... Oh, the neighbours. What could we do? Mind you, the neighbours are all going through. We've got one neighbour that's about to give birth to twins. She doesn't need any pranks playing on <laughs> No, <laughs> could do a could do one on Dom. Oh yeah, he listens to this podcast too. He does, but I don't think he's up to date. Oh, I think he is up to date actually. Hi, Dom. We'll have to. We, we'll have to. We'll have to. Think Sorry about a... that. We did this morning. Yeah, now we're gonna have to think of something. It's all oh, good. Oh, we will. All right, everyone. Listen, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for all your comments on uh, wherever you've been listening to your podcast. Uh, we've had some lovely comments from some of you. And if you haven't left a comment, a nice comment. Or a review. A please review. do. Yeah, please do. Because we do- love reading them as well. It helps us get on the podcast charts too. Yeah, and you can message us and you can do all that jazz. Uh, if you want to email, uh, you can do that because we are going to do an episode um, of listeners' questions. It's going to be the letter L, which is going to be in G-H-I-J-K-L. Uh, five weeks time. <laughs> five- <laughs> I just use my fingers. He uses his <clears> fingers <throat> whenever he's counting or going through the alphabet. He can't help but have his fingers up there as well. So, yeah, if you want to email uh, any questions that we're going to use in five weeks' time for the listeners' questions, you can email twistedpianist at gmail.com. I'll spell that because it's awkward. Twisted <laughs> pianist, P-I-A-N-I-S-T, as in piano player. Twistedpianist at gmail.com. And if you've got any questions or anything interesting you'd like us to put out in five weeks' time for the listeners' questions, uh, that's the place to send them. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with letter H. No idea what that's going to be at the moment, but we'll Ooh, think of something exciting. fun. I know. I've got it. Oh, hotels, I think. It's meant to be hotels. Hotels? We, well, yeah, we've both stayed in some... I've stayed in a lot of Pretty hotels. Pretty dodgy hotels. I've stayed in a lot of dodgy hotels, and we've stayed in some really nice ones as well. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to tell some hotel stories. Yeah, cool. Um, I won't be able to tell you about the hookers and the cocaine, obviously, because you know, that's what well, most people do. Well, cocaine begins with a C, but you can talk about the hookers. <laughs> I meant stuff that happens in hotels. I, my, my, my friend, oh, we'll talk about that in hotels. My, my, my friend admitted that whenever he gets in a hotel room, he has to get naked. It's a weird thing. As soon as he's in a hotel room, he has to strip naked. Okay. Yeah. Is that I, Pete Matthews, Bernie Shell? No, we're not going to mention names. It's not okay. Pete. Anyway, we'll talk about that next week. Letter H Hotels. Thanks for listening. I'm John. I'm Emma. And this is Alphabet My Life. Take Bye. care. Bye. 
This has been an episode of Alphabet My Life with John Courtney and Emma Young. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review. Thanks for listening.